Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You are listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Mile High Huddles, Chad Jensen, and Zach Kelberman. Freeman is back there, blocked by Leary, caught for the touchdown! A two-yard laser, Fumangali from the University of Wisconsin. Third and goal of the one, Lindsey is in, Janovich the fullback. Janovich, hit, nice big hit there by Kendrick. He continues to dig, he's not, they call a touchdown! They call a touchdown on a one-yard jump inside. Trying to set up the screen to his tight end, Noah Fan. He's got some room to run. He cuts it back at the 10. Fan takes it in. Touchdown, Denver. The first NFL touchdown for the rookie tight end out of Iowa. Ends on court. Touchdown, Cortland Sutton. His fifth career touchdown, but his first here in Denver. And now, here are Broncos Country's football priests to help you exercise the demons of another doomed season. I have exercised the demons. This house is clear. Okay, and we are live. Let's let this settle in just for a second. <clears throat> Make sure our connections are good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, my partner in crime, my co-host. You know him. You love him. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, we made yesterday's episode kind of the free agency rumor mill roundup and Monday things got kind of taken to a whole other level because Adam Schefter reported 
that the Detroit Lions have been receiving phone calls, have been taking, accepting calls on Darius Slay, the cornerback, and that it's been from, quote, multiple teams per Schefter. Then when you start doing the math and you go back in time and you think in December how Mike Kliss reported that the Broncos had talked to the Lions about a straight-up trade. You give us Darius Slay, we'll give you Chris Harris. It ended up stalling out, didn't get consummated. But if the Broncos were interested in Darius Slay, then it stands to reason they're probably one of those quote-unquote multiple teams that have been on the phone checking out what it's going to take to get Darius Slay. One of the rumors, if I'm not mistaken, though, was going to trade Chris Harris Jr. for Darius Slay. Now they can't do that, Chad. So he's, you know, Chris Harris is a free agent. They'd have to trade for the guy. And this is where I, I, I am not on board with the idea. You have to give up a pick, probably a second round pick. And from reports that we've seen, he wants $15 million per year. You can either pay someone like Chris Harris Jr. or Byron Jones and save the draft pick or draft a corner and save the cap space. But why devote two of those types of capital to one player who's going to be 30 after this coming up season who's not that much better by metrics chad than chris harris jr and he's a non-premium guy the broncos still are not one cornerback away from being a title contender so to give up both of those sets of you know capitals i don't really fall in line with that i understand it what you're saying it makes sense to me i just think back to how badly this is a need for the Denver Broncos, especially if, if Chris Harris Jr., who we'll talk about. He did a radio interview with the fan today. We'll talk about that. If he ends up leaving, man, this this turns into a DEFCON 1 level need for the Denver Broncos. And at that point, it becomes, to me, more of a question or closer to the idea of what wouldn't you pay to get a true lockdown corner. Now, we can sit and debate whether or not Darius Slay qualifies for that. And there are some numbers that I want to go over here in just in just a few minutes that can kind of help us figure out which of these four corners that are in question here, I'll explain each one uh, here in just a few minutes, which one makes the most sense for the Denver Broncos. But either way, Zach, they're going to have to pay the premium. It's a cost of doing business. If you want to have a true shutdown corner where it's a set and forget, you don't have to worry about it. Chris Harris Jr., I think it can still be argued he's one of those caliber corners, even though he probably wasn't used the best in Fangio's scheme last year. But nevertheless, Elway has shown over the years he paid Champ Bailey a big fat extension back in 2011, paid Aqib Tlaib, offered big money to, uh, oh, Dominic Rogers Cromartie. I almost said uh, Darius Hayward Bay. Anyway, Dominic Rogers Cromartie, he he turned it down, and then they, so they ended up paying Aqib Tlaib instead. Um, DRC went to New York. Tlaib came and won a Super Bowl. So he's not opposed, Zach, to paying top dollar to have that kind of peace of mind at corner it's a question at this point of who's it going to be. But is he opposed to paying top dollar and also surrendering a high round draft pick, which he values right. like gold. And that's where that's where you know, I have no problem paying Darius Slay or trading a second round pick for the guy, but for both, that's where I just, it, it falls short for me. So we'll have to see how the Broncos approach it in the coming uh, days or weeks. We still have more on this subject. We want to get to first guys, just a couple of quick matters of business. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter Simple, easy to do, at Huddle Up Pod, if I can find the banner here. It is the best way. This thing's all, all uh, ski wampus. The best way, as you can see there, at Huddle Up Pod, to keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening with the show in real time. And then a reminder, you guys, don't forget, I'm going to put this in the comment stream. Head on over to HuddleUpPod.com so that you can get yourselves a nice little piece of swag. I'll, I'll do a quick share screen so we don't have to worry about it later in the show. 
I'll give you guys a quick, quick preview of what's available. We've been steadily adding products, as you can see here. These three items at the top, the way it's ordering them, are in order of the you know what's been the most popular. The dark blue hoodie, it says Mile High Huddle. Broncos country is is not a geographic location. It's a it's a state of being. The football priest hat. These three are the top, and then we just recently added this girl's uh, T-shirt as well, hashtag football priest. So another thing that you can do, obviously this exists only because of your demand. We put it yep. together. We got it up and rolling. Great organic way to help support the show and uh, what we're working on here at the Huddle Up Podcast. So check that out when you get some time. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Living with chronic pain is the worst. It's more than a feeling of discomfort. It can affect your whole life. Many of our listeners probably have some type of pain that has prevented them from relaxing and sleeping or stopped them from exercising. I know I have. Perhaps it's been ongoing for a few weeks now and hasn't improved with any of the treatments they've tried. Enter Omax Health. If you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, then you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution, CryoFreeze CBD Roll-On, developed by Omax Health. This non-prescription, triple-action pain relief roll-on is specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and provide and improve muscle and joint flexibility. The best part is, this 100% natural CBD-powered remedy works its magic within 10 minutes of application, and the relief lasts up to 8 hours, which is much longer than the over-the-counter products. Omax Health is offering our listeners 20% off a full bottle of CryoFreeze CBD pain relief roll-on, plus free shipping. This discount, you guys, also applies towards any product site-wide. Just go to omaxhealth.com today and enter code OVERTIME. That is O-M-A-X health.com and enter code OVERTIME to get 20% off cryo-freeze and site-wide. All right, Zach, we've got the super chats coming in. I don't want to neglect anybody. So before we get to some of the other topics on this, I wanted to dive into, let's grab, oh, snap, you guys, we have a new champ on super chat. 
Machiavelli the goat now wow. has the record. Holy smokes. Dude. What an ironic name that is, Chad. That perfectly the fits indeed. him. The goat indeed. It's time to let Chris walk and wow. trade for Slay. The Lions uh, give the early the Lions an early third round pick, sign Slay for your extension, fifteen million a year, and he's two years younger. Plus, he's a known commodity. What do y'all think? We got three picks in the third round. Machiavelli, dude, thank you so much yes. for that support. That means the world to us. Like I'm stuck. incredible. Yes, that's you on the record now, dude. You got the the biggest super chat of all time on the show, and uh, we appreciate you. Can't say it enough, my brother. If it took a third rounder to, to get Slay considering that the Broncos have three third rounders this year, I would be a lot more amenable to the idea of not only giving up draft capital, but then paying him the contract. But if it takes a second, it's just a matter of how many teams, you know, Schefter reported today, multiple teams have been calling the Lions. You know, when you have multiple suitors, it drives the price up. So it's unlikely that the price is going to drop. It's going to, you know, is, or yeah, it's going to go up. It's not going to drop. So second round pick, a little too rich for my blood. If it's a third round pick, I'm still thinking, are you sure you want to give that up? Because that could be Justin Simmons in three years. Right. And considering the Broncos history, though, I would not want them to draft a quarter in the third round. So I'd rather if they're going to be one draft, they'd rather be a third rounder. But yeah, it's it's still too rich. Like I said, second on its face is fine for Darius Slate. He's upper echelon quarter in the NFL. But then it comes down to what he wants contractually. And considering the Broncos had a homegrown guy in Chris Harris Jr., who they're balking at right now, not willing to pay, what leads me to believe the Broncos are going to surrender that kind of draft capital and pay the guy $15 million? They wouldn't even incentivize Chris Harris Jr. beyond a one little a one year pay increase for three million. So fifteen I just think LA won't approach that number, Chad. I mean, in a in a perfect world, I think the fact that as as Machiavelli brings up, you've got Slay just barely turned twenty nine in January, whereas Chris Harris is going to be turning thirty one between now and when the season starts. So as to use your verbiage, Zach, it's his age thirty one season, two years behind each other in terms of actual age. Darius Slay, if you're the Broncos and you're looking at risk-reward and you're calculating that risk, it stands to reason that you're probably going to be better off investing in a younger player. However, you talk about Slay being a known quantity. That might be true, but Chris Harris is a known quantity within the Broncos organization. Right. Like you know, They've achieved some pretty big things together, and the Broncos discovered him in the whole nine yards. So, so I don't know. It's, it's a tough situation in a perfect world. You know, if you could maybe get him for a third round pick, it's something that I would look a lot harder at, but I don't want to give up a second round pick. And, you know, yeah. I get it. The third round pick, I said it could be Justin Simmons. You never know what you're giving up. Could also be, as you point to, Zach Isaac Adam. <laughs> it could be, you know, Langley. Brandon Langley, a forgettable pick, you know, a couple years down the road. But those those picks in the first three rounds are premium round picks. They're supposed to be starters within that four year window of their rookie contracts. And if you can get a guy like Akuda or you get a, a player like Christian Fulton, let's say at 15, or you trade down a few spots to get him, I mean, you could still get a, a high upside cornerback who's on the cheap for the next couple years and who would fit the Broncos system just as well. They still have Bryce Callahan, too, who they signed to be a slot cornerback primarily, and that's where Darius Slade's wheelhouse is as well. So they already have a guy that's pretty brand new to the system. It's like they're getting Bryce Callahan this year, Chad. So to add Darius Slade on top of that, I don't know. Let's see what Steven says here. Jumps in on Super Chat. Thank you, Steve. $5 donation. Appreciate, uh, appreciate you, brother. He says, who would you rather have, Darius Slay or Stefan Diggs? Elway will make moves this uh -huh. offseason. You know, getting either one of those, of course, means a trade. They're both under contract. Diggs wants out, apparently, and Slay 
sounds like the lions are open to talking to people anyway. And it was, a, it was a topic of conversation. Don't ask me why, because true number one corners are not that easy to come by and he's still under 30. So I don't know why Detroit's trying to get out of that business, but on its face, I would rather have slay than digs just because I think slay covers a, a, an existing hole that you don't have another option for necessarily on the roster. Whereas digs, as good as he is, he's so similar in skill set, in my opinion, to Cortland Sutton that, yes. yeah, I mean, would you like to have two Cortland Suttons? Absolutely, in a perfect world. But if you're talking about making this a better team overall and balancing this roster, give me Slay over Diggs. Yeah, right after I just poo-pooed that potential trade, Stephen puts it in a way where I would take Darius Slay. I don't want Stephon Diggs. He's another you know high, highly paid guy who would demand a first or second round pick. But the difference between the two players is Diggs has diva issues. He has bad personality traits, whereas Slay, like you mentioned, Chad, he would fit an immediate hole and he can be, come into the locker room and, and kind of mess with the Broncos better, fit the Broncos system better. Between those two, I'm taking Slay, no question. It's just in a perfect world, things don't really align that way. Ryan has a question on Facebook. Who do you guys work for besides Mile High Huddle? Nobody. Zach does work with with Heavy, covering yeah. the NFL at large. Does a great job at that, by the way. Um, Thank you. But this is this is what we do with our time, my dog. This is this is our our baby. Discount our audio and wheels. Da Dub jumps back in after an active day on Super Chat yesterday. Thank you, my Thank friend. Thank you. Fifty dollar donation. Hey fellas, what do you think of a veteran corner on the cheap? a Josh Norman, a Tlaib type, and then drafting a corner in the third round uh, to groom behind him. I'm not, as I talked about, you know, a few pods back now, Zach's obviously not as amenable to this as, as I am, but I wouldn't be opposed to bring Tlaib back, especially if you, you know, let Chris Harris go, bring Tlaib back and seeing what kind of juice he's got left in the tank. I mean, if he can stay healthy, I think he can still be a, a more than solid corner in this league, groom some of the younger guys, team him up with Callahan. Norman, I'm a little bit more skeptical. Now, I'm not, I don't dismiss anything out of hand. That's not me. I would consider it. And I think if you look at uh, Vic Fangio's track record, Zach, of taking guys who were kind of trash heap sort of best days behind them, like Prince of Mukamara, and turning them around, there's other evidences, of course, for that, especially at cornerback for, for Vic Fangio. Maybe the same could be said for a guy like Josh Norman. I wouldn't be opposed to the idea, especially. You know, they're going to have to make multiple moves at corner this offseason. Yeah, I'm not totally against Tlaib returning. I just think between the way they ended the relationship, the Broncos and him, the Bridges are kind of burned there. I don't think LA wants to go back to that well and, and admit that, hey, since we've replaced you, we haven't been able to really find a competent guy. We have to bring you back because we have nobody else right now. So Elway's ego coming into play. I don't see Tlaib coming back. I want nothing to do with Josh Norman, Chad. I think his days are well past him uh, in the rearview mirror, and I think he has major attitude issues. Everywhere he goes, every stop along the way, that locker room gets poisoned by his personality. I want nothing to do with him, but a Boye or someone like a, a Logan Ryan, someone a little cheaper on the open market, you pair him with a draft pick, that's the way to go as well. You can save some money. You know, even though I just said I, I don't dismiss anything out of hand, and I'm not going to say completely I dismiss this, but – the one name I'm really sour on is Logan Ryan. I don't like that. We can, we can go through some some numbers here. In fact, I want to before we get out of here. We'll do a quick share screen. There's some numbers I think our listeners need to be privy to. And by the way, Stu jumping in, our, our Super Chat <laughs> superstar. The best. Supporting the show. We love Thank you, Stu. Stu. I just got notified via email today, by the way. Your stuff is on the way. Sent me a tracking number. You're going to see that stuff this, this week. This hat, the blue hoodie. Make sure you send me an email. Make sure you or tweet me or whatever. Tweet us 
uh, rocking that swag so that we can we can represent it on yes. social media, Stu. We love you, brother. Uh, let's see what Hunter has to say here. $25 donation on Super Thank Chat. You, Thank you, wow. Hunter. Thank you. Appreciate you. Great work. Hey, man, as long as you guys keep showing up and, and contributing to these conversations, we're going to keep showing up and doing this podcast. We love talking to you guys. And drop uh, us a question, Hunter, too. If you have yeah, one. Let's, let's see anything that's on your mind, dude. We'll, we're happy to grab it. Um, all right. This is a good opportunity. Really quick. Let me just shift gears for a second. Guys, I'm going to do a share screen here to show. Um, oops, that's the wrong button. Hold up. To show you, um, I want to illustrate. This came from Nikki Jabala, did the research on this, pulled it from uh, this, these stats. I want you guys, Zach, tell me. I'm not sure if you guys can, how well you can see that. Um, I can see it for the most part in the screen. All right. Yeah. So this isn't, of course, every free agent or every cornerback out there that this could be available. And in fact, Darius Slay is one of these here, and you can, and he's not even technically a free agent as we know, even though he's being shopped. It shows Byron Jones, Chris Harris, Darius Slay, and Logan Ryan, and then it goes through and shows, you know, different metrics: game started, defensive snaps, defensive targets, uh, how many times they were tried by opposing quarterbacks, the target percentage couple things I want to draw your attention to here is Chris Harris Jr. and Logan Ryan were the only two of these to play and start all 16 games. And there's something to be said for availability. And Chris Harris, outside of that one year, 2013, in which he tore his ACL, he's been extremely durable for the Denver Broncos. If you look at uh, total tackles, Logan Ryan leads the bunch, but he had 11 missed tackles. He was tried a bunch on that Titans defense. But look at Darius Slay. 46 tackles, six missed tackles. Harris had two. Byron Jones, though, only one. We go back farther uh, to the right here. Burns. Now, I don't think you need to be a rocket scientist to know exactly what it means to be burned as a cornerback. Look who had the biggest number here. It's Logan Ryan, followed by Darius Slay, followed by Chris Harris, and then Byron Jones. And then it goes on to show burn touchdowns, which is, it's again, it's Logan Ryan, followed by Harris with four. And then, and then Jones and Slay each with three, and then defensive big passes given up, which is 20 yards or more. Harris, Harris and Slay each had 10. Zach, looking at those numbers, to me what jumps out is all things being equal. I know it's devil, you know, the devil you know, not the devil you don't. But to me, I'm more interested in going out and trying to see if you can get Byron Jones locked up than yeah. giving up the farm or giving up even a second or third round pick to get Darius Slay. I think for for my money, I mean, upside wise and 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 skill set wise and scheme fit wise, Byron Jones is worth the fifteen per year versus giving up fifteen and a second round pick to Detroit for Darius Slay. If I had it my way, you don't resign Chris Harris Jr. Byron Jones is the best cornerback on the open market, including Darius Slay. You pay him the money, that position set. You have him, Bosby, Bryce Callahan, but you still have a second round pick or a third round pick with which to take another player. Could be a lineman, could be another cornerback, could be. Anything you want, it's just one or the other for me. And for my money, Byron Jones is worth 15. You don't have to give up a draft pick for him as well. And I don't think you have to wonder about it. You don't have to sit and worry at, man, did we just overpay for a number one corner? Like Byron Jones, and even if you look down here on this three-year sample size from 2017 through 2019, Byron Jones, man, he emerges with the least amount of burned touchdowns. And you look also, I love that as far as missed tackles, only 11 missed tackles. Tim and Chris Harris Jr., really solid tacklers, and that's yes. important to Fangio. Meanwhile, I look at Good Slay point. and Logan significantly more. But the one thing that jumps out to me where I have to tip my cap to Darius Slay, Zach, look at these interceptions. 
He's he just has, and of course, this is inflated because I think it was 2017. Darius Slay's biggest season as a pro might have been 2018. It was either 17 or 18, but within this three-year window, he had eight interceptions in one year, and so that kind of you know beefs the numbers up. But still, more 13 as a, I mean, more than double the next closest guy interception-wise. That's a ball hawk. The real thing that stands out to me, though, is that Darius Slay was uh, targeted so many times, Chad. So the more quarterbacks throw it, the more chances going to have to be picked off. I'd rather have the guy that's a pure shutdown. He's left alone on an island. No cornerback even thinks about trying him. And Byron Jones is that guy. Between him and, and a healthy Bryce Callahan, that's a very formidable secondary. And also when you consider the fact, you mentioned a great point about tackling, Byron Jones can moonlight at safety as well. So you're getting two players in one. I think that's well worth $15 million and the higher upside. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Every night, local police departments across America receive hundreds of calls from burglar alarms. The vast majority of the time, they have no idea whether the alarm is real. Is there really a crime going on or not? All the alarm company can tell them is the motion sensor went off. Simply Safe Home Security, though, is different. If you're like me and you're one of those guys who's hypersensitive to every single sound and is tired of having to sleep with a knife under your bed, Simply Safe is the solution. If there's a break in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. That means police dispatch up to 350% faster than for a normal burglar alarm. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry motion and glass break sensors guard inside. Plus, Simply Safe protects your home from fires, water damage, and carbon monoxide poisoning. It's 24-7 monitoring by live security professionals. 
You can set up your system yourself, no tools are needed, or Simply Safe can do it for you. And it's only 50 cents a day. That's peace of mind with no contracts. Visit simplysafe.com slash overtime and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure you go to simplysafe.com slash overtime so they know that our show sent you. That's simplysafe.com slash overtime. So there's a lot of information that the Denver Broncos are going to be parsing through and analyzing. I mean, I think if you really boil it down, the best options for the Broncos on the free agent market or at the at, at the cornerback position, it's going to require paying some money. You got to pay the price. It's the cost of doing business, but it's Chris Harris and it's Byron Jones. Anything after that is, you know, you're taking a little bit of a step backward. And Darius Slay, you're taking a big step backward because you're also having to give up a premium round draft pick to acquire him. So you guys got to keep that in mind. It's all exciting. Don't, you know, we're not trying to throw a wet blanket on the excitement that is all this buzz that the Broncos are being tied to, but you know, you want to focus on things you can control. And the one thing you can't control is the price Detroit's going to be willing to give up that player. So keep, keep that in mind. All right, let's see what else we got here on, uh, on super chat. Bear with me guys. A lot of questions, a lot of comments here. We're going to try to get to as many of you as possible. Josh jumps in on Super Chat. Appreciate you, Josh. you, Josh. says, what if we zagged in this draft and took a bunch of big receivers to make a basketball team at the position? And the Broncos kind of had a last year chat with Sutton, Patrick, and uh, and Hamilton. So, you know, it's never it can't hurt to have big pass catchers, but you need a speedster type for sure. You have to have one. Throwing Noah Fant, you know, the, sure. I mean, he's basically going to be a big slot corner this year in okay. Pat Shermer's offense. But uh, I think, Josh, you know, it's fun to spitball something like that. But just based on what we're hearing from true insiders like Benjamin Albright, the Broncos are going after Tyreek Hill caliber long speed and short area quickness as opposed to uh, the giraffe squad. Let's see what we got here. Josh, again. Thank Thank you, Josh. I appreciate the support, buddy. Can't watch Redskins highlights without seeing Josh Norman. Exactly. Yeah, man. He's That's what I'm saying. The only way that you talk yourself into Josh Norman – is if you believe, or if Vic Fangio believes anyway, that he there's enough there, you know, enough experience, enough natural ability still left in the tank, enough savvy and willingness and openness to learn and accept coaching that you can make him a reclamation project. If not, you know, go try someone and you want a veteran like that um, that might be more of a value type. Go go after a keep to leave because at least a keep to leave, the Broncos know he can play. It's a matter of can he stay healthy, Zach. And the thing about Norman, too, in a best-case scenario, he'd be a very serviceable number two, number three cornerback. In a worst-case scenario, Chad, he torpedoes a locker room. So I don't really even consider uh, betting on that type of prospect to pan out, even in Vic Fangio's no-nonsense defense. You talk about a stat about opposing quarterbacks targeting Norman. I think they had – it was 70% quarterbacks were completing percentage balls against Josh Norman in coverage. His best days are well behind him. I want nothing to do with the guy, even on a one-year prove-it type deal. Our friend Larry, Broncos fan number 24 on YouTube, jumps in. $10 donation on Super Chat. Appreciate you, Larry. Says, damn, Machiavelli the GOAT making the rest of us look bad. LOL. Got to step my game up. Good work, as always. (laughs) We appreciate you, Larry. For sure. Larry, that means a ton to us, bro. I mean, any just you guys being here means the world to us. And supporting the show financially, I mean, we can't say say enough. Uh, BNS says, having it out with Trickle, Eric Trickle, about digs. Want to know what you think? I agreed with the priests that Diggs was too much like Sutton. He says they're completely different. 
your thoughts. Look, everyone's got their opinion, right? Everyone's got an opinion. Um, Eric's very strongly opinionated. Those of you who engage with him on social media, you know, he's, he's got his viewpoints and he sticks to them. And so he might view it's different. And, you know, if you want to break it down into the nuance, he might even have some points. However, to me, if you're looking at it, it's pretty close to apples to apples. And you, you might be able to say that Diggs is faster and he probably is faster than Cortland Sutton. But, you know, when I think of, of Stefan Diggs, Zach, I think of that traditional X receiver possession guy over the middle you know, can go up and get the ball, jump ball type of guy. And that's just – those are the main boxes in my book he checks, which is what Cortland Sutton checks. So you're, you know, you're you're covering the same areas. You want to compliment. You want to find something different. But, again, everyone's got different opinions. That's just the way I see it. Yeah, no disrespect to Trickle, but, you know, if you compare uh, Diggs and Sutton, it's 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 comparable. It's in the same ballpark. But if you, if you can try to compare Diggs to Tyree Kill, you cannot do it at all. And the Broncos need that guy, that Tyree Kill guy. No doubt about it, pure speed, get down the field. That it's not Stephon Diggs' game. He wins with his route running, his possession ability, and his catch radius. The Broncos have that beast in Cortland Sutton already. I respectfully disagree. I don't want Stephon Diggs. I want the guy in the draft. I want that pure speedster. Glenn on Facebook says, hey, guys, stoked to finally catch a pod live, given I'm in Melbourne, Australia. Nice. I wow. think they say Melbourne down there. I could be wrong. Anyway, Americanized Melbourne, Australia, with the time difference. If we got Slay and Diggs and free agency, what position would you like us to target? If you got So if you acquired Slay and Diggs on the trade market in free agency, you know, both those guys are wanting new deals with whoever – you know, if they if they land with a new team on the trade market, they want a new deal. So let's just say you're peeling off 15 million for Slay. You're probably peeling off 12 million for Diggs. So that's starting to eat into that 62 to 80 million that the Broncos could end up with. Two two little roster moves there at 80 million. You're taking a chunk out of that, but I still think you got to focus on the main holes on this roster in free agency. To me, that would still mean defensive line you got to have some answers there you look at offensive line see what kind of value you can find i'm not sure about throwing money at a guy like brandon scherf and other than that still looking for value at the cornerback position and running back as well chad so the broncos even if they get those two players under contract you know spectacularly they would still have holes throughout the roster and that's why i feel like their money can be better devoted and their assets devoted better considering as well the in-house guys they're going to bring back whether it's simmons harris harris or Derek wolf uh, even if they bring in Stefan Diggs and uh, and Darius Slay, they still have other holes to fill. Angel, so you only answer questions if we donate money to your oh. pocket. No, Doc, but you got to understand what we see on our end is a endless stream of comments and questions, and we we would love to get to everyone. We can't. Uh, we try to get to as many as we can, but when our listeners support the show financially, we're gonna we're gonna feature their question first and foremost. That's just the way it is. Justin's pro football scouting analysis with a reminder, guys, smash the like button, guys. Let's go. Appreciate that. Smash it. See Thank you. Uh, let's see what we got here. Billy Ray. If you guys were Elway on draft day, what position are you addressing with the 15th pick? Again, assuming you've, you've handled most of your glaring needs in free agency, what are you focusing on there? I mean, obviously you're, you're you want to take the best, player available however that's got to be a best player available at a relative position of need you know it doesn't have to be a gaping need but you want you're not taking the best quarterback or a quarterback because he's the highest graded player on your board you got your quarterback so there it's within reason when you talk about the best player available 
And for example, if they just went out and spent a ton of money on signed two top shelf corners, you maybe you don't necessarily, and you got a corner there like a Jeff Gladney TCU or Christian Fulton, you're probably not using your first round pick on another corner. That's what I mean by it's best player available, but it's within reason. And that's how most teams operate. What's your answer, Zach? It, it depends on free agency and where the Broncos go with the with the money they're going to have and how they devote those those assources those assources those resources and how they allocate things there. If they feel like you said, Chad, they they trade for Darius Slay, they're not going to probably take a cornerback in the first round. But if they don't, that's an option as well. It just depends on how the board breaks and what they do on the open market. But if, for my opinion, right now on February seventeenth, it's between a receiver and I think an offensive lineman at pick fifteen on Periscope Twitter, Piper Danny. I would love Denver to sign Byron Jones and trade for A.J. Bouye. I don't think A.J. would take a high pick. Maybe not. You could probably get – I don't know, man, because if I'm the Broncos, by trading, obviously you're guaranteeing that you get the player. But the Jags right now are over $3 million over the cap, so they have to make some moves. I could see them cutting Bouye way before they make the decision to do anything on Calais Campbell. Both have been rumored to be possible cap casualties. So if I'm the Broncos, I like the idea of, of Bouye too, but I'm waiting that out till the 11th right. hour to see if they end up cutting bait so I can freely negotiate with them. If I sign Byron Jones to $15 million a year at the minimum, I'm not trading another pick for a cornerback, Chad. That, that position will be fine if they have Byron Jones, they have Bryce Callahan and Bosby, and then the draft to fill those needs as well. If they want to sign Boye as a free agent and Byron Jones, fine, but I'm not trading for the guy after giving another cornerback record-setting money. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Um, here it is, cartoon. Triple sevens, he says, I love Chris Harris, but he struggled last year. Now, the reason I want to feature this comment 
because this was something Harris talked about today in uh, that conversation, the interview on 104.3 The Fan with, I think it was Nikki Jabvala and Justin uh, Adams filling in because all the main hosts are off today because it was a holiday. Anyway, Chris Harris talked about how he was used in Fangio's scheme. And in years past, he would only play outside as corner corner when it was base package. And then anytime they trot, the opponent trotted out three wide receivers onto the field, the past defensive coordinators, we're talking Vance Joseph, we're talking uh, Joe Woods, we're talking Wade Phillips, and then we're talking Jack Del Rio. They would rotate him inside to the slot anytime that they were in three wide. And from there, it, as he explained it, it gave the defense significantly more options on how to attack the, 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 the offense when he was operating from the slot in those situations. Whereas he flipped the coin, he said, as this last year, Vic just wanted me to cover the number one wide receiver, hands down, no matter what. So each and every play, I was just kind of on an island outside, and it didn't allow me to basically, this is me paraphrasing Chris Harris, didn't allow me to play to my strengths. And, you know, the the unsaid thing there, Zach, is didn't allow the Broncos' defense to play to its strengths either because Chris Harris belongs inside. He belongs in the slot. Yeah, you play him outside on base defense, just like you saw all those years Every year except last year, basically. Um, so it's interesting because that's a big deal to him, Zach, is he wants to know how he's going to be used. The next team he signs with, whether it's Denver or an outside team, he wants to be used to his strengths. He doesn't want to be outside guy, and I think you saw why. It's not his forte. It's not his strong suit. It's not where he, he's best playing 90% plus of his snaps. I think it's actually like 96% of his snaps outside corner. It just doesn't allow him to shine and do what he does best. Right. Good, good points you made, Chad. And, you know, I, I admit the Broncos put a lot on Chris Harris Jr.'s plate playing inside, playing outside last year, having to play nickel rolls and different sub packages. But he was burned on a consistent basis, especially in the second half of the season. And that's even fine, too. Players get burned, even MJ missed shots. But what I didn't like was the fact that he would turn around and literally blame everyone in his vicinity instead of taking responsibility for his own actions. And that's what I didn't like when Chris Harris Jr. became. He wanted more money. He wants to be the number one cornerback in the NFL, yet... He doesn't even take responsibility when he messes up. So that's what I didn't like and what rubbed me the wrong way and why I don't want to pay the guy $14, $15 million per year. Yeah, and we kind of joked about this before we went live. We were talking about the interview today, and he was put on the spot and said, you know, what are the odds? Give us like a percentage odds-wise where you're going to, you know, whether or not you're going to end up back in Denver. And he kind of took exception to that, Chris Harris. Like, hey, dude, that's not up to me. You need to ask that to John Elway. Like, that's not my decision. It's Elway's decision. He needs – and kind of, you know, begging off, kind of pointing to the other guy like he just got burned for a touchdown. Like, it's not me, it's him. Yeah. And uh, it'll be interesting to see, though. I mean, he's not completely wrong. He's right and he's wrong in that John Elway does need to express an interest to bring him back. But on the flip side of that coin, Zach, Harris went on to talk about how he believes every free agent or every NFL player at least once in their career should have the opportunity to enter unrestricted free agency where you get to see – you know, what your value is to the other 31 teams. So it's like, which, which, which do you believe? Right. And he's kind of speaking out of both sides of his mouth. And, you know, it's looking like he's look, he's using the Broncos as leverage to negotiate with outside teams. He's all about his money. He's made that clear. He's going to get paid. I just don't think he's going to get paid what he thinks he's going to get paid. All right. Kyle Heckman jumps in on super chat, $10 Thank donation. You, Thank you. Appreciate Kyle. you. Hey guys, love the pods, articles, <laughs> funny and videos. Thanks for all you do. <laughs> By the way, dusted off Madden franchise last night. Cut Wadman. <laughs> so good. Yeah, in fact, oh, Eric Trickle published uh, 
a mock draft, seven round mock draft, a pre combine mock today at milehighhuddle.com. You guys go check that out. And he had the Broncos draft. I can't even remember the punter. I'll be lying to you if I tried to come up with the name. I can't remember. He had the Broncos taking a punter in the fifth round. And, uh, you know, I'm okay with that if it solves your punter problems for the next four years. Now, I'm good with it, too. Fifth is a little too early for my taste, Chad. I would prefer a sixth or seventh round pick. But the, the, the reality is that Wadman has to go. And it's pretty sad that Broncos fans are getting excited about cutting the guy in Madden. That's how bad he's really become. West Side Philly jumping in off the top rope on Super Chat. Proving proving that Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is, in fact, a state of being. We've got a lot of friends and a lot of listeners in Philly. You're not alone there. Uh, Appreciate the support, my friend. And it's good to see you. It's good to see you. All right, let's see what else we got here. Bernard on YouTube. Any thoughts on Denver getting Lynn Bowden in the draft? He seems to be exactly the kind of player we're looking at for – uh, at wide receiver, and I've only seen him mocked late rounds. Not sure what I'm missing, Bernard. I, you know, if this is the wrong podcast in terms of mile high huddle, we got other draft, you know, building the Broncos and Dove Valley deep divers know the entirety of this, this draft class pros, cons, strengths, weaknesses. I'd save that for tomorrow night uh, and get a more in depth answer um, because I only have a surface knowledge of Lynn Bowden. So Save that for building the Broncos tomorrow night or circle back. I think uh, Dove Valley Deep Divers is also doing a podcast Friday night. They're moving from Saturday to Friday. So we let those guys – we're like Cortland Sutton and the Broncos. We cover our lane. We stick on our lane. Those guys cover our, the areas that we can't. Yeah, I'm with you, Chad, on that for sure. Check out the other pods. We'll have more information on that guy. Aaron Lynch, one of our Super Chat superstars, jumps in. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate you, bro. He says, I think Byron Jones is the best athlete available at the position right now. Fangio has already shown what he can do with a freak athlete in Justin Simmons. I'm all for Jones. Aaron, I'm with you on that. Like the more I look at Jones' numbers, especially stacked up like we're looking at that against some of the other contenders here, it's hard not to get excited. And it's hard to not think that the Dallas Cowboys can't come up with some way somehow to keep him. But Zach will be the first one to tell you he spends a lot of time covering the Cowboys as covering the NFL for heavy as well. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen. He's probably going to hit the market. You just can't pay everyone, and they have it's it's a bad timing situation for the Cowboys with having their franchise quarterback and their franchise wide receiver also hitting the open market as well. And they have like twenty other guys that are unrestricted free agents, and it's just uh, you know they paid a bunch of players last year. They don't have the money to go around, and it's good news for the Broncos potentially to get a player like Byron Jones's caliber for whatever money is going to cost. Mike on Facebook, McHugh jumps in. He says, "Isn't Detroit in a win or else situation this year?" trying to understand why they would shop Slay. Mike, the only explanation is there's something behind the scenes personality-wise that Matt Patricia or the GM doesn't like about Slay. There's, it's kind of like, you know, when Emmanuel Sanders was, was in Denver. The Broncos loved what he did on the field, but some of the stuff behind the scenes, they got tired of it. And over time, it wears on the team, wears on the team, and they need to change both the team and the player. And that's the only explanation because you're right. Patricia is very much in a crap or get off the pot situation there, Zach. It doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah, being a defensive-minded coach as well, you think he loved to keep a, a centerpiece like that in tow, but that's why the Lions are the Lions, Chad. Maybe it's he's making uh, too high of a contract demands. Maybe the, the Lions just don't want to pay the guy, but it's surprising, like he said, they would you know get rid of one of their best players and really win now spot. Damian Clark Warren jumps in on Super Chat with Thank a $15 you, donation. Appreciate you, Damian. says, I have to agree with you all about the cornerbacks. However, we need speed to run with Casey's wide receivers. So what draft prospects can do that? At the cornerback level, I mean, 
listening to what the, our draft guys at Mile High Huddle are, are writing about and talking about, both on these podcasts and in written form, I think you got to look at the top of the draft. The top guys, uh, Alcuda, not going to be there for Denver at pick 15. Mm-hmm. Then you start getting into uh, Jeff Gladney at TCU, Christian Fulton. Uh, there are some other options out there. But I'm not sure there's any one corner that can do that. A lot of that's going to have to come from scheme, Zach. It's going right. to have to come from pressure. Yes. I mean, honestly, that's been part of the problem is, as you've seen the proliferation and rise of the aerial attack there in Kansas City, it's also happened to coincide with Von Miller kind of doing this. You know, the Broncos passed, and then, of course, Bradley Chubb being hurt this year. You know, we're, we're mystified that the Broncos went from single-score losses to the Chiefs in 2018 – to getting blown out both times this past season. It's like, well, if you really think about it, there was no Bradley Chubb. The pass rush was non-existent outside of Vaughn, and, and Vaughn was not his usual self. So getting back to the question here, Damian, is, yeah, you, you the, it's Jimmy's and Joe's more than the X's and O's, but I think ultimately what's, what's proven out over time with Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs offense, Zach, is you also have to have the X's and O's on point. And I think that even though the score differences this year – would suggest otherwise. I think Fangio is the guy that can diagnose and figure out the best way to do that, but they need to stop, you know, restock the, the cupboards at the cornerback position. Perfectly said, Chad, and you stole my point right from my mouth. I, it's all about scheme. And the Broncos, look what they did under Vance Joseph. They should have beat the Chiefs that year, and they didn't have the speediest corners or the best corners in the NFL covering those wide receivers. They can win with scheme. The Fangio defense has that scheme in place. Sure, they need speed. Sure, they need cornerbacks. They also have to defend Travis Kelsey as well. So that comes down to scheme. You have to and, and, you know, take into account all the Chiefs' weapons. It's not just speed. Fangio's defense will keep the Broncos in games. It'll keep the Chiefs lower on the scoreboard, but they're going to have the offense as well. That's where the speed comes in on offense with the wide receivers to take it from a 17-point game to a 24-30 point game. Great point. Brian jumps in on Super Chat, one of our superstars, longtime supporter of the show. Appreciate you, Brian. He says, all I want from free agency is Chris Jones and Byron Jones or Darius Slay and A.J. Bouye in that order. I don't want much. Yeah, I mean, you've got PFF saying Chris Jones is the number one defensive free agent. And then Byron Jones, I mean, if you look at the numbers, it's hard to argue he's not the number one corner anyway. So, yeah, you're not asking for the world, bro. (laughs) Byron Jones and Chris Jones, though, Chad, would be a hell of a haul, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, but you know what? Here's what's exciting, you guys. John Elway's going to have the money to be a real player this year. I mean, look, you got the, the, the fly in the ointment is this exodus of free agents. The Broncos are facing their own homegrown guys. But you get that figured out with Justin Simmons. You get Derek Wolf or Harris, uh, Shelby Harris brought back and make a decision on Chris Harris. You still have more money in all likelihood with, will the Denver Broncos have after they cut Joe Flacco and decline Ron Leary's option than they had in 2014 when they brought in that that quartet of Demarcus Ware, Akeem Talib, T.J. Ward, and Emmanuel Sanders. When you think about that, man, always going to have a, the, the chance here to really make some hay and be a player in free agency. So no, Zach. Thoughts on adding off-ball linebacker Corey Littleton, who's L.A. Ram, in free agency to pair him with Alexander Johnson. You know, he's a guy, Corey Littleton, Zach, before I serve this over to you, that Mile High Huddle guys have been in on for a couple of years now. So I think he's a guy that would definitely fit. I still would rather see a guy like Joe Schobert, even though it might cost a little bit more. But you were just telling me, Zach, that you've you've been hearing that it sounds like the Browns might get him yeah. extended before he hits the market, Schobert. 
Yeah, he expects the new GM there, uh, Andrew Barry, to uh, contact him about an extension. I would I would expect uh, Schubert to remain in Cleveland, but I like the other players at the position, and Littleton especially. The only problem I worry about is money. He's going to want to be paid like a starter, and that's a position the Broncos don't only placed a super high premium on. They're going to cut, you know, probably Todd Davis for $5 million, but add Corey Littleton for what, seven, eight, ten million million per year? That's not the way Vic Fangio likes to operate. He'd be great in the scheme, but I think the Broncos will find their next off-ball linebacker through the draft. Okay, guys, one or two more, and then I have to get out of here for tonight. Let's see what's on Trevor's mind here. Jumps in on Super Chat with a $10 donation. You, Thank Trevor. you, Trevor. Where do you guys project Drew Locke's stats next season? Honestly, I bought his jersey last May. Dude has it. I have him going off. 28 touchdowns to nine interceptions, over 4K yards, thanks to Cortland Sutton plus Ruggs, Rager, or Ayuk, the Arizona State kid. You know, we've uh, we've fiddled around with this as well. We've talked about it at different times on the pod. I don't think it's outside the bounds of the plausible, Zach, to, to say, you know, set the benchmark for Julak, full 16 games with Pat Shermer, and assuming they're going to upgrade some of the weapons and still knowing you got Sutton, you got Fant, you got Lindsey. I don't think it's outside the bounds of, of the realistic to say 30 touchdowns, 3,800 to 4,000 yards, if not more. I mean, it can be done. And again, I remain, again, not a bold prediction, but it would not surprise me, especially now that Shermer's here, to see Drew Locke have the kind of quantum leap forward in year two that you saw from, from Patrick Mahomes in 18 and Lamar Jackson in 19. I mean, in a day and age when Jameis Winston's throwing for a billion yards a season, Chad, what's so implausible about thinking Drew Locke can make the 4K club in his full-time, full, first full-time season as a starter with all the weapons around him? If he plans out on schedule, the Broncos get one of those receivers that they mentioned was in the comment, that he can have a 4,000-yard, 30-touchdown, 8-interception-type campaign. I'd almost be expecting that from a fully developed Drew Locke in his first full season. He has a lot of weapons at his disposal and a lot of, lot of arm talent. All right, guys, last one, and then we got to get out of here for tonight from Glenn on Facebook. He says, wouldn't it be worth a seventh-round pick to secure the rights to A.J. Bouye? Yeah, I mean, if you could get him for a seventh-round pick, absolutely, all all day, twice on Sunday. But I think to, you know, again, we'll see how it shakes out because, you know, it's a wait-and-see game. Everyone knows in the league, the other 31 teams, they all know Jacksonville's over the cap and that they're going to have to make some moves. So – you know, if, if the Jacksonville Jaguars want to deal, Zach, teams are going to be calling their bluff, and they're going to have to be willing to accept maybe a little bit less than what they would normally to deal these guys because everyone knows that you're going to have to make some cuts anyway, and this is probably one of the guys you're going to cut. So, you know, we can just wait it out, or you can give him to me for – I mean, I doubt they'd let him go for anything less, and this is bare minimum. I think Aqib Tlaib, what was it, a fourth or a fifth-round pick? Mm-hmm. Uh, something like that. And considering any team that would acquire Boye would take on his $67.5 million contract. Listen to these salary cap hits, Chad, for 20 and 2021. 15.437 and $15.5 million for the next two seasons. You're giving up a draft pick. Say that again. Over $15 million the next couple of years in salary cap hits for AJ Boye if you acquire the guy. $67 million contract. Giving up a draft pick for that. I almost rather just pay Darius Slay. It doesn't make sense to give up a, a. uh, any sort of draft pick and pay a guy almost $70 million when you have other needs elsewhere. Good point. And, you know, his best season was in 2017 or no. Yeah, it was 2017. His last year in Houston, I believe, it was the year before he signed with the Jags and he's played two years. So, yeah, 2017 was his best year. The same for Darius Slay, by the way. Both of them peaked kind of at the same time. Yeah. 
And, you know, 2018, he was good. When that Jags defense was playing top-shelf football, A.J. Bouye was still very good. This last year, though, I don't know if it was just, you know, being kind of like with one bad apple ruins the bunch type thing where your individual play suffers because of the team around you. But Bouye wasn't the same player this year. And that doesn't mean that, you know, you look at Chris Harris, for example, eight previous seasons of dominant level football, and then he kind of takes a step backward. You have to remain open to the possibility of it being an outlier, chalk it up to just a weird combination of circumstances, but you got to at least factor it in as a possibility that he's not the same player he was two and three years ago. I mean, have a $15 million salary cap that I'd rather just pay Byron Jones, who's younger and has better upside chat in the system, and he doesn't have to give up a draft pick for him. So, uh, Boye, if he gets released, I'd want the Broncos to seriously explore that. But as a trade, they'd have to absorb a massive contract. I don't think Boye, unless he restructures, is worth. Discount audio and wheels. DAW jumps back in Thank on you. Super Chat. Appreciate wow. you, brother. That means the world to us. And then also, Brian says it would be sick to see the D-line with Jones, Miller, oh, yeah. and Chubb. It really would. Man, That you can get excited and you start you know, fantasizing about the way this defense could look with some cap dollars getting invested in the right guys. And by the way, thank you, Brian. Yeah. But yeah, always going to be a player this year, Zach. I mean, how about this? So let's say they draft Javon Kinlaw, you have Chubb, you have Von Miller, and then you have Byron Jones in the secondary. That defense from front to back is just, would just be loaded. All right, guys, we have to get out of here for today. Big thanks to each and every one of you for joining us live. We love talking to you guys. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. Again, best way to stay in touch with us in real time. And uh, find my partner here, Zach Kelberman, on Twitter, at KelbermanNFL. Myself, at Chad and Jensen. You know, one of the funny things I've seen lately is, to me, when you're in Twitter, you're in that echo chamber, it feels like everyone in the world is on Twitter. But I've kind of been surprised. It's been a little bit of a reality check here, Zach. So many of our listeners, we say, well, are you on Twitter? If you are, hit it. No, I'm not on Twitter. Oh, well, mm. get on Twitter. Got to fix that. Yes. If you're not on Twitter, create an account. Right follow now. Follow up pod. Follow Zach. Follow myself. Right this, this second. Another way to continue the conversation. Right, Zach? Yes, absolutely. It's a great medium for that, and we like to interact with any one of our listeners. So if you guys want to get on that, sign up for Twitter and hit us up on there. Reminder, guys, another way you can support the show and support MHH as a brand is to head on over to huddleuppod.com and get yourself a nice piece of merch, as you can see. Nice hat. There's some hoodies. There's some T-shirts. We're adding things over time, so go check that out when you get some time. Here's what to expect the rest of this week. We are off, Zach and I. We're off tomorrow night, but you'll have Nick and Carl of Building the Broncos going live shortly, you know, same time, 6-ish Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll be back in the saddle Wednesday night. So until then, you guys have a great start to your week, and you as well, my friend, Zach. Appreciate you. See you later in the week, Chad, and everyone else. Big thanks to our Super Chat superstars. Mile high salute. We will hit you up on Twitter. Another reason why you should be following us on Twitter so that we can at you <laughs> and give you some, some love and, right and credit now. on Twitter. So do that. that. For Zach, I'm Chad. We'll talk to you guys Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. 
Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.